This call is now being recorded. Hello? Hi. Swansea? Yes, Jacob. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I just uh, got back from the grocery store uh, doing all my Thanksgiving shopping. It was very intense. <laughs> it's already crowded on the week before. And uh, just... Even just remembering all the things, you just do it once a year, so even just remembering all the things I need to get is, <laughs> I almost wanted to crawl up in a ball in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You did it. You made it through. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Swansea Benham Bleicher, Director of the Northampton Parent Center, for agreeing to be on Northampton Podcast. You are so welcome. This is an exciting thing you're doing. It's wonderful. Thank you oh, for having me. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been the director of the Parent Center? This is my 15th year. And uh, so, where, what were you doing 15 years ago? I was, uh, I was being a stay-at-home mom for about nine years, and uh, I'd started volunteering a bunch at my daughter's school, and uh, I remember I volunteered at a, a fundraiser that did very well, and after that I thought, hmm, I, I think I'm ready to go back to work. <laughs> and uh, that luckily coincided with this position being open, and uh, it's been a great, I think it's just a great match for my interests and uh, love for supporting families, <laughs> especially with young children. So, Where did your daughter go to school? Um, I have two daughters, and they went to the Hartsbrook School in Hadley and also mm -hmm. Hampshire Regional High School. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you had been – what did you do? Do you mind me asking what you did before you were a stay-at-home mom, if anything? Sure. Well, um, I was working um, – leading workshops and doing administrative work for uh, – I, I had lived in New York City and then in the Philadelphia area doing work for uh, kind of, you know, a self-help organization at the time, leading workshops and managing finances and, and event production. Uh, so, what kind of events? Um, workshops and retreats. Mm -hmm. So where did you live in New York? Um, I lived in the village. Well, I grew up in, in New England and then went to college at NYU and stayed in and around New York City for about 10 years. And then... Uh, had just about three years outside of Philadelphia before I moved up here to this area. Mm -hmm. When I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, I wanted to leave the urban area and come to more of a family-friendly area, <laughs> which I deemed was my uh, husband and I then deemed that this was where we wanted to settle down. And uh, This is such a rich area to raise children. It's funny because I have almost the, uh, well, a similar story that we moved here from Brooklyn um, when my wife was pregnant because we were looking for a place to um, have kids and we had the same feeling that this was just a great place to raise yeah. kids. I didn't want to have to drive an hour to get to nature and now I can just go mm -hmm. to my door and there's <laughs> the big wide outdoors, but there's still just so many great cultural things here in the valley so how do you um how do you tell people 
what the Northampton Parent Center is. How do you describe that to people? I say it's a it's a drop-in center. It's kind of like a community drop-in center for families with young children, birth to kindergarten age, and their caregivers. Um, because we have we have moms, dads, grandparents, babysitters all coming with young children, and it's we're open Monday through Thursday, 9:30 to 11:30, from about mid September through the end of May, and. Uh, so I just I describe it as a community drop-in center because some people think is it a daycare center and you mm-hmm. know no people stay with their children and we have resources for the families and um, but lots of activities three rooms full of toys and mats and all kinds of things for young children to do. Has the the, the setup at the center been the same pretty much the whole time you've been there? Pretty much change? for as long as I've been there. It's, uh, the Parent Center just celebrated its 33rd anniversary, and in the beginning it was just in one of the side rooms, the room where the, uh, we have painting easels and the rice table are now. It started off just in that room and then expanded. So, well, I guess um, I, I guess I should, um, ask where it is then. <laughs> oh yeah, so <laughs> we're located in the lower level of Edwards Church. We rent the space from them. We're non-denominational. We're our own freestanding nonprofit, and uh, so we have, you know, their big, their big hall community room down there that we have to set up and break down every day because that space is shared daily. Um, but the two side rooms they use for childcare during their only on Sundays for their church services, and so we we get to set those rooms up and just keep them set up. So there are two small rooms with very, you know, hands-on toys. Uh, train table, dinosaur toys, a kitchen set with Play-Doh and a, a room with um, books and uh, mats for infants for tummy time and, hand, you know, hand toys for infants. And then the big room gets set up with riding toys, a fleet of <laughs> little tykes cars and tricycles and then the rug gets set up daily with mats and slides and tunnels and that sort of thing. So it's oh, actually... Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I was just going to say that, um, you know, for families living in rural western Massachusetts, it can be very isolating taking care of young children, especially at home. You just, you know, need you can feel like you're going crazy if you're just the only adult caring for little ones during you know, day after day. So it's a place that people can come with young children and feel like they're welcome and children can be children. They're allowed to be exactly as they are, not expected to be any older developmental age. <laughs> and um, But there's all kinds of things for, for them, to, you know, for the children to do. And in the wintertime here, also great to have the gross motor skills. To be able to ride a tricycle when there's three feet of mm-hmm. snow on the ground is unusual how big of a how difficult is it to set all that stuff up um and break it down uh every day in the in the the big motor um i have smith college work study students who help but it's a lot i didn't always have them (laughs) and uh, Mm -hmm. um so sometimes parents come in early to to help set up but it takes us about it takes two to three people about a half an hour to Mm -hmm. 
setup every day. And the setup and breakdown are a little bit more elaborate on the either end of the weekend when we put we have to really tuck things away for the for the for the weekend for the church usage. So it's a lot of movement. <laughs> Vacuuming the rug, taking all, you know, probably fifty little tykes cars and different tricycles out. But where do you store where do you store them? We store them in a closet, and that's the thing that's changed the most over the years. We used to store them in a little tiny closet at the back of the room that uh, people used to say it was like a magical Mary Poppins bag where it just would fit <laughs> anything we put in there. But then for a while, uh, then we, you know, um, we our needs changed, and, and uh, the church had us move down to a storage unit uh, totally down the hall. So then we had a big parade of all the riding toys down the hall every Thursday at the end of the morning and uh, Monday at the beginning of the morning. But now they've removed the church stage and now we have a, a storage closet right alongside that big room. So it's it's gotten much easier now. <laughs> what kind of, um, what, what makes a Smith student choose um, the Northampton Parent Center for their work study? Well, um, they... They need to have a certain kind of work study, federal work study. It's mostly funded by the America Reads program, which is very exciting for us. They um, read to our children and do crafts with them. And, um, you know, people always ask me if they're all early childhood education majors, and they're really not. Mm-hmm. They, I, You know, we have a very diverse group of students who range in all majors. So, um, you know, I look for students who uh, who have had some experience working with young children and have a willingness and a eagerness to, to work with kids and also an ability to work with all generations because we have um, everything from newborns to grandparents. <laughs> and we also have, you know, there's a lot of diversity of the families that are coming to us. We have a wide range of diversity from, you know, income level and uh, education and race and background and gender identity and, uh, you know, we have people speaking languages of origin from all over the place. We had Russia, uh, Spanish, Chinese, all kinds of different families, Part in part because of the colleges bring in teachers from all over the place. But... Um, also, we've had our Congolese refugee families come, and um, so I I want all of the our helpers and volunteers to be able to work with all kinds of people. What were the hours again? You said it a second ago, but memory is awful. A nine thirty to eleven thirty Mondays through Thursdays. And are you there, um, sort of hanging out the whole time? all the time. So do you see families, you must see families come in and you see them for a few years and then they sort of disappear or do people sort of try to keep in touch? Or what is that like? <laughs> that is, uh, yes, I see families come and go and then I bump into them on the streets of Northampton sometimes, you know, just walking or at events or things around town and the children look so different because they're older, but the parents I <laughs> recognize. So uh, 
it's hard. I kind of, you know, I I make friends with many people and then and then they move on and I see them less. <laughs> but that's how it is. I talk to teachers who that's that's true for for many people in the education field. But it is great. Uh, I walk, you know, I go for walks with my family around town and it's hard for me not to say hello to so many people <laughs> when we're when we're together. Is there um you how many employees are there of the center? Um, I'm the only employee, you know, employed by Northampton Parents Center, and then we have our Smith College work study students mm-hmm. who are, uh, you know, they're doing this work study, so they're, they're technically employed by Smith College, but. Um, Do you have a good crop crop of of volunteer parents that sort of help everything get done? I do. I have had over the years just incredible uh parent volunteers. I am looking for more right now. I uh <laughs> definitely need more help behind the scenes. Um but I've had just amazing people over the years who have helped behind the scenes. I need help with so many things because we get a small grant from the Department of Early Education and Care that is funneled through Northampton Public Schools, but it's only a, about a quarter of our operating budget, and so we have to do so much fundraising, and um, mm-hmm. that is constantly challenging in the you know challenging changing landscape um of the economy and just the needs of parents like what and what is interesting and useful for people to do sometimes we'll have musical fundraisers or uh online matching grants northampton area pediatrics has been very supportive with matching mm-hmm. grants which we have one right now for giving tuesday coming up and um but the parent volunteers have helped with everything all of those things event production um and behind the scenes collecting donations uh you know people just put in hours and hours of of uh help yeah my experience with uh just having kids going through the schools and the PTO is and the NEF and just how much um just with the schools, how much is parent um, um, sort of runs on the energy of parents. There's usually a core group of, you know, like three or four parents that just seem motivated and organized and sort of make everything work. I don't know yes. if that's your experience. Definitely, absolutely, yes. And, um, and you know, parents, some just have so much energy you know they're they've maybe maybe they're staying at home with raising young children and and uh this the whole i know for me when i was home with my daughters i um there's just this whole part of you that's unexpressed if you're not working and uh you know mm-hmm. so it's an opportunity for people to keep something on their resume and just also to be useful in a community context and so that is so true. I've had three or four, usually at one time, and, uh, and several years back they all went on to like be Bridge Street School PTO members, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and uh, they're still movers and shakers in our community. <laughs> so, so you're 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 training the future, <laughs> um, you know, engine of <laughs> <PTO>. Northampton <laughs> activism. I think. 
<laughs> well, Mayor, Mayor Narkowitz himself, David Narkowitz, was on the Parent Center uh, board years ago. He was a stay-at-home father. That was before <laughs> I was the director. But, yes, future PTO and future mayors, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, when a new uh, – when you see someone for the first time, is there – I imagine there's sort of a look in their eyes maybe – they come down those stairs because it's behind uh, Edwards Church. It's that it's that sort of alley um, next to um, Fly By Night, um, and you know they go down the stairs. And I'm just guessing that there's kind of a look in their eyes where you can just, even if you're not sure whether you recognize them or not, you can say like, "This person is new." Is that right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they look wide-eyed into the the big room and see all the movement and. I uh, really want people to feel welcome. They go over and just say welcome and introduce myself and uh, ask how they found out about the Parent Center and give them a little mini tour. And um, people are just usually amazed that this space exists and that it, you know, it's available for free to all families with young children. And it is an amazing community resource. Do you so think parents. it's hard for, for parents to, um, especially new parents, do you think it's hard for them to um, feel comfortable around other parents that they don't know? I think it is, and I think it really, it, it depends so much on people's personalities. You know, sometimes people are um, very outgoing, and sometimes people are, are not as outgoing. It can be very awkward to be in a place uh uh, I think especially days when there maybe aren't as many people there, I think sometimes it is hard to break the ice. And I do try to introduce people to people, um, mm-hmm. you know, who have similar age children or who have, uh, you know, who just happen to be there at the same time. But I do think that um, that is something that sometimes prevents people from coming as they're a little nervous to come, who's going to be there, or what is this like? And so their first time I... And well, and every time I do try to really make people feel welcome. Um, sometimes people just go and meet a friend there for the first time, and that can mm-hmm. help. But it's really not necessary at all. I think that just everyone who has young children and is focused on raising young children has so much in common with other people who also are doing that. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I love about the Parent Center. It brings together all kinds of people who do share that. And I know for me, when I was raising my kids, the thing that helped the most was uh, being around people who, who were going through the same or similar experiences, you know, sharing sleepless night stories or leaky mm-hmm. diaper stories or um because I think I think this the shift to parenthood is the biggest life change and identity shift becoming mm-hmm. a parent. Um, and not everyone who comes to the parent center is a parent. Some people are caregivers, but they're you know they're sharing the all the all of the challenges and joys that come along with that. So um, I think that that's just one of the great things that. Uh, about the parent center is that it just is is a place where people who are who are caring for young children can come and find other people who are doing the same 
because most of our culture, most of the outdoor places or, you know, grocery stores, banks, like there's pressure that parents feel to have their children behave. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, kid, kids aren't developmentally ready for that <laughs> when they're really little. And so parents can feel huge pressure out and about bringing children out and about in the world. Um, so I really want the parent center to be a place where people, parents and caregivers can relax and feel like, okay, it's okay for my child to be a child here. <laughs> and if they're, they don't know how to share, they're, they're developmentally not able to yet, not supposed to yet, and that is okay. <laughs> so we can, we can help and mediate, but um, it's really okay for children to be at their developmental level. Well, that's why you have so many trikes, right? So that, you know, you're not the <laughs> yes, there are so many options of toys that sharing is usually not not too much of a problem. But you know, sometimes whatever that other child is playing with is the thing that your child wants. <laughs> that one, but that's okay. <laughs> I can even remember times where I was in uh, a situation that was supposed to be child friendly and still feeling like I had my kid was you know like the do you remember the you must but the Northampton used to have a movie theater and um, they had a child friendly show like once a week and you know it was they were like a, adult movies they were like um, I think one of them was Milk about Harvey Milk where Sean Penn played Harvey Milk and uh, but you bring your like baby who doesn't know what's going on but it's still, it's a baby-friendly show, and there are other babies there, but I still felt like, oh, you know, my daughter is, is, is fussing. She's disturbing people. I have to take her out into the hallway. Uh, so I think the more places that you can have where you know that, like you said, that your kid can just be age-appropriate and right. you don't have to worry, I think that that's great for parents, so valuable. It is, yes. It's really important. Um because, yeah, it's important for parents to just be able to have their connection with their child be more important than how they look to random strangers in the community. You know, your bond with your child is is uh, so important. Do you tend to have issues with um, parents sort of not watching their kids? Um, sometimes, um, sometimes, yes, it's really very, but, um, you know, the greatest diversity of parents, how it sort of shows up in the parent center the most is different parenting styles. And mm-hmm. we welcome families with all different parents, parenting styles at the parent center. But, um, you know, there's a certain age where it's appropriate for children to be going off and exploring on their own. And one of the things in our modern culture that is missing that that used to be so present is kind of these neighborhood spaces where kids could just go off and then come back, you know, that old saying of go out and play and I don't want to see you in the (laughs) center time or something like that. I mean, and and these are very much younger children that, that we wouldn't be saying that to yet, but still just having the space where kids can go off a little bit of a distance and then come back, it's a 
it's a healthy developmental phase. And so um, I think it, 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 uh, some parents' style is just more hands-off with parenting, and then also some children are ready to explore their independence. And so that does cause conflict sometimes. Kids will go over to the rice table and just start throwing the rice all over the floor <laughs> or walking over to another child and, and taking something away. And so, um, but it really, it's, it's, uh, it takes a village to raise a child. It's healthy for children to go off and do that. And some parents mm-hmm. really do need a break too. Um, <laughs> so it, uh, you know, I'm there sort of helping facilitate any little incidents that happen if one of those children goes and takes a toy from someone or something. Um, but generally, I think that other parents have, I, I've been really impressed to see other parents just helping with some of those children. I remember there was one day I was really discouraged about world news and I came into the parent center <laughs> for work and there were just children who were having you know, exploring their independence or having different issues, and other other parents of other children who were just meeting there were were so kind and generous and helpful with respect to uh, parenting. You know, playing that adult role with other people's children, and it was so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did I answer your I, question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think you did. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes um, I think I, I feel like what you were saying is that um, well, maybe you know, maybe this wasn't what you were saying. Maybe this is just what this brought up to me. Um, I was uh, so sorry. Let me just stop for a second. Um, do you know that the schools have like um, at least Leeds has a movie night every once in a while, and it's in their um, what I call the cafetorium because it used to be a has a stage and it's a cafeteria. And so you're watching this movie with kids from the school, K, K through five, and then also, um, you know, their siblings. And, you know, as the movie goes on, like kids start to get squirmy, you know, Toy Story 4 is 90 minutes long. And I think as me as a parent, from my background and my, um, how, you know, I was raised and I started to get like, Oh no. Like, you know, these kids aren't watching the movie. Um, and, you know, after, you know, it started to get kind of rockets and I look over at my kids and my kids are watching the movie and they're fine. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't care that kids are running around. It's not detracting from their experience of watching the movie. And I was like, just need to calm down. Like, just because something isn't matching my idea of how it should go doesn't mean it's actually a problem. Does that, does that match up with what you're saying at all? I, I know yes, I know it. yes. I think that we, as parents, can have expectations uh, and hopes for our children's behavior, and um, and sometimes we, um, well, we absolutely project those onto our children, and sometimes they're working like the, what they're doing is completely developmentally appropriate and um, and actually building skills in different ways than than we would imagine. I remember there was one music time at the parent center where one mother's daughter was just running around the outside of this circle. And so there were just a couple dozen families sitting on the 
on the rug, and maybe some of the children were kind of dancing to the music in the middle, but this mom's daughter was just running around the whole thing. And the mother was kind of saying to me, oh, you know, why why won't she just sit down and do the music? And I, I just tried to give her the perspective of, look at her. She is so empowered and and so feeling good in herself this this child and she felt safe enough to to be doing this and she wasn't detracting from anybody else's experience she wasn't loud or screaming but she it was um it was a I thought it was a really beautiful moment and um I think that we as parents sometimes we just want our children to behave and um it's hard to maintain the perspective that we're actually raising young human beings that we want to have, uh, you know, their own will and and good judgment. And we, I mean, I know for me, I didn't, I don't want to just raise children that are going to blindly follow the rules, whatever they are. I want them to be thinking human beings. And that is so hard when children are toddlers and they're, um, you know, we just want them to behave sometimes. Um but to, to, in those moments that are frustrating and difficult to remember, okay, I'm not raise, wanting to raise a child who's just following the rules. I, I'm raising a human being here, a thinking, reasoning person. So sometimes there's a disconnect there in what we want and what, what our children are developmentally working on or does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned music time. What is music time? Well, um, <laughs> at the end of every morning, there's sort of there's a flow to the morning. We're we're open for those two hours, and there's free play the whole time. <clears throat> then at about ten fifteen, we serve a snack that is from all things people have donated. Um, and then sometimes we'll throw in a little story time that's optional in there. But then we close every morning with the last um, ten minutes with a circle time that I usually lead. But um, oh, we're lucky this year. Uh, we so we have on Thursdays for the last half hour we have uh, what we call a music class where we have a hired musician come in and do um, bring in instruments and and sing songs with families from eleven to eleven thirty on Thursdays. We alternate. We've got uh, Liam Hurley, Tom Knight, Aisha, and Annie from Little Roots who have been coming in alternating weeks. And mm-hmm. um, so that's a good half hour of music time on Thursdays, and it's really wonderful. You know, there's a lot of music in the valley, but this is free. All oh yeah, I started to say before that uh, just about our funding, and um, everyone can come for free to the to the parent center. We get some amount of grant money from the state, but all the other fundraising we do allows everyone who wants to come to come for free. And so this music class is all part of that, too. So we tend to get a very big crowd on Thursdays for music class, and uh, it's wonderful for parents and children to be having music at the same time. I really I hope it carries over into home time with singing songs and having um uh, just sharing making music together yeah i think yeah music can it also music teaches kids so many so many lessons about you know rhythm about listening you know you can't really learn unless you're listening (laughs) (laughs) well also for 
pre-verbal children and, and early verbal children, it is definitely building their brains, building connections, helping with literacy and num- numbers, you know, words and numbers. It's really um, a lot is happening that we don't realize. It, yeah, music is, uh, it's just deeply rooted in the brain. If you think about, everyone can think of songs they heard when they were young. My, yeah, my kids did um, a music class um, at the Northampton Community Music Center, and it was, it was so meaningful, not just to them, but to me, um, to just go with them every week and know the same songs and play the same games. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things when, you know, I was, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I like to, I prefer the term homemaker personally, but I know that that has some, some baggage to a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, when you have little kids and you're spending all day at home with them, you feel like you're in a cave, even if you don't realize you feel that way. So having, um, you know, classes and then to have a place that's just sort of waiting for you, you know, four mornings a week um, to get out of that cave in the winter, especially. <laughs> yeah. Seems... Um, like an amazing resource, and I just hope everyone knows about it. Um, oh, and uh, other things. So you mentioned snack. Is there anything for, what about for the parents? Yes, yeah, well, um, we've got just some wonderful community connections. Woodstar Cafe donates their day-old baked goods to us, um, which is wonderful. <clears throat> I sure know that in my house, baked goods last longer than one day (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, so we have snacks and then you know sometimes families just bring in um things they've made also but um we try to have fruit and some kind of crackers or something like that for the children every day we just ask for no nuts because we do have a lot of allergies Mm -hmm. these days um and so but for the uh, adults there's coffee and tea and often some kind of baked goods from Woodstar Cafe that are donated, which is wonderful. And, you know, you uh, you were so nice. You um, invited me down to take a look because I hadn't been since my kids were little. And um, I noticed there was a table with um, all these little um, postcards and, um, you know, uh, advertising different... Um, Yes, uh, resources oh, for parents. We, yeah, resources. We have <laughs> connections. Well, and that's the other the other part of um, you know my job. I facilitate the playgroup every day, but I also um, there to connect with parents and connect parents to resources if they need them in the community. Um, there are so many things happening for young families with young children here. So we just have wonderful libraries, wonderful. Um, Lots of different musical opportunities. Uh, the colleges often come and, and are looking for families with to help with research for different projects they're working on. But that whole that whole table has different information. Other health services for families that need them. We also have um, free for families this tool for just learning more about your child's developmental phase that they're in. It's called the Ages and Stages Questionnaire, and um, any of our families, everyone's welcome to do this this questionnaire and have a little consultation 
with me or with Erica Frank, who's our connection, our early childhood connection with the public schools. She's the early childhood specialist for Northampton Public Schools, and uh, she administers our grant from, from the state. So she comes in a couple of times a month, too, just to answer questions that families might have about child development mm-hmm. or the local resources or um, this ages and stages questionnaire that she can do, which is it's a great thing for parents. It changes every – you do one that's very specific to your child's age, and then you can kind of, um, you know, it asks questions and that about what they're doing that focus you as a parent on, oh, this is how my child's brain is developing now or their body. This is the coordinating thing they're working on kind of. And um, it's uh, fascinating because I, I find that one of the – um, one of the things that can be frustrating as parents is if we expect our children to be able to do things before mm-hmm. they really can. And this ha- this happens a lot when kids get verbal. It's like, you know, they can talk and we as adults can kind of think that they can understand or um, do so much more than they can just because they're now speaking. But this really, this tool can help uh, us as adults understand exactly where they're at in their development, and uh, so that's that's a great resource. Also, yeah, I think it's especially your your first child, because you have no. In my experience, I have three kids, so the first one you just you have no frame of reference, right? You know, with the with the second one, we were just so much more relaxed about everything. You know, you know, so they'll figure out. There, this this seems normal. Um, you know, they can't do that yet. But with the first one, you really are kind of at, out to sea. Um, yeah. Just figuring it out. Yeah. That's, that's amazing because, cause, you know, I mean, I remember when with uh, my oldest, when we would go to the pediatrician, you know, and you go, you know, more and more than once a year, but we would just have this list of questions. And right. they weren't like, they weren't really pediatrician questions. They were much more like is this normal? You know? Right, yes. I know, and that's really what we all want to know as parents. Is this normal? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. Um, it was so lovely. We had a family fun night a couple weeks ago, and a mom brought her daughter who they hadn't been to the parent center in quite a while, and um, and even when they first came, they weren't they didn't weren't able to come very much, but she and I had had this very meaningful conversation right when she first came. She, she was... Um, just staying home alone with this her first and only child and was just really uh worried of what you know was she doing everything right was her baby okay and i noticed immediately when she came in just her her baby was totally looking at her making eye connection with mm-hmm. mom and um taking everything in and i was pointing out the connection that the baby had to her and she just relaxed so much she um, she described it now coming back you know over a year later as just a turning point for her where she just felt like so much more confident in her parenting knowing that her daughter was really connected to her and having someone reflect back the just observations about what the child was doing that she wasn't able to see before and that was just so helpful so um, yeah we do we can get that from the pediatrician but uh it's great when other people can reflect that back too. And that's that's just one of the things that I love about the Parent Center because you see other children and you see that there's a wide range in age ability. You know, kids develop in different, their strengths 
almost, you know, there's just, there can be great differences in, in when children develop in certain ways, but by the time they get to a certain point, they're, you know, usually pretty, you know, caught up. So I, I just want to say, you know, um, you know, I hadn't been to the parent center in a while. I had sort of in my head a pretty clear memory of what it was like. And I just want to say it's so welcoming. It is so clean. And there's so much to do. There was a whole room that I didn't realize even existed. Um, and so I know how much um, effort and work uh, goes into keeping it like that and just keeping it going. And uh, so I want to say thank you to you. For that, um, yeah, you're welcome. You mentioned giving. Um, what is it called? The the word like escaped my head. Giving. Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that is on Tuesday, um, December third. Right. And uh, so, are you are doing a special? Um, we have a matching grant fundraiser from Northampton Area Pediatrics from now through then. Yes. So, and how how do people uh, um, give? Um, online, there's a there's a website where you can donate, and every every bit helps us to reach our goal. We have a an eight thousand dollar goal. But if listeners are listening to this after December third, mm-hmm. we are grateful for donations any and all times. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we have, <laughs> our website is um, NorthamptonParentsCenter.org. Um, and there's a link there for donations. And we also are on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and there are links there to for this specific Giving Tuesday fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're just... also, we're having, on, on Giving Tuesday, we're having an open house, and we're having music with Tom Knight and Mr. Liam that morning. Mm-hmm. But, um, and also upcoming, we have, we have some parent education events. We have a first aid class in February that's going to be coming up with Nicole Thurl, first aid, um, for parents and caregivers. And then, um, with Sarah Patton at the end of March. So, um, and I also, um, am happy to talk with parents about parenting things. I'm a certified aware parenting instructor and I, I just, uh, this past year have given some workshops in conjunction with the Cooley Dickinson's Midwifery Center, one on tears and tantrums and one on discipline without punishments or rewards. And I'm always happy to talk with families when they're at the center about parenting topics. And when uh, it seems like the work study, Smith students and you uh, wear uh, these awesome name tags so people can see uh, that you are not just another parent, uh, also see what your name is and your name is Swansea but you seem very chill when people mispronounce your name <laughs> I am I just had a parent apologize for mispronouncing it and I hadn't noticed at all <laughs> but thank you yes yes if you are a new parent or caregiver coming down we will welcome you and show you around and uh, uh, parents are just welcome to come check it out and not feel you know we're open from 930 to 1130 but there's no pressure for people to come and stay the whole time. We are really just here for parents and caregivers, and uh, you're welcome to just come and check it out for five minutes or stay the whole two hours or anything in between. There's no expectation that you come and stay the whole time. So, so I hope 
people will feel free to just come check it out. And yeah, me coffee too. and tea and just other parents <laughs> to chat with. <laughs> Sometimes people come for the first time for Thursdays, uh, the music class at 11. And that is also fine. You know, and I'd say if, if you're a little nervous to come and uh, you can't get a friend to come with you, um, I'm guessing that the, the kids are not as nervous once they see all the toys and the other kids, and it's pretty clear what they're supposed to be doing. So <laughs> that's yeah. something to remember. Yeah. Your, your children can, can give you bravery. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, um, you know, there's fam- there's uh, families with infants who come, and at that, you know, that point it's really great for the adults to just come and get out of the house and not feel so isolated, mm-hmm. and it's fine to do that, you know, in your, and then you're, your child is maybe even just not moving or rolling yet, but that <laughs> is totally fine to just come and check it out and meet other people. And it's drop-in, so you never know who's going to be there on a given day. But, yes, once the once they're mobile, they usually come in and just see the fleet of cars and tricycles and run over to them, or the slides. We have two slides on the rug. <laughs> so Then we have grandparents there every day and a lot of fathers over my years there. We've had an increase in the number of fathers and um, also caregivers. So everyone is welcome. (laughs) I should also say uh, one more thing. Um, We're open Monday through Thursdays, but if you happen to be free on Fridays, we have an offshoot group in Hadley that is run by Mandy Gary. That's awesome. And that's at the whole children spot right over in Hadley on Fridays. But we are there Monday through Thursday. Well, thank you so much, Swansea Benham Bleicher, Director of the Northampton Parent Center. I'm Jacob Dukowski. This is Northampton Podcast, and you can find us on social media as well, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And to find out more, just steer your magical internet machine towards northamptonpodcast.com. And thanks for listening, Northampton. <laughs>